You guys, welcome back. We just had a little bit of a technical difficulty, always, but always. we are just thriving past it right now. Um, we have a very special guest, and um, we are so excited to hear her input on our new hot topic for this week. It's pretty spicy. So um, stay tuned. Thank you for joining us for Sundays, Sundays at 7. guys um like we said we have a new hot topic this week and new hot topics bring new, new guests. guests everyone let's welcome gloria, gloria Contreras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this, is this is the story of my life all day like gloria can you <laughs> okay one more time i thought you were gonna say both okay okay, okay. okay. Everyone, please welcome Gloria Contreras. Woo! Okay, third time the storm. Seriously, it took us a little bit to get to Hello, get there. Gloria. Hi. We are so glad that you joined us. Um, maybe let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Gloria Contreras, formerly Gloria Shear. Um, I was born and raised here in Winchester, Kentucky. So more about me. Let's see. I uh, am married to an awesome, amazing Guatemalan um, named William and a little cute little almost four-year-old uh, Luca. The most Luca. precious little buddy in the whole world. He is so cute. My boyfriend. He, he, is, <laughs> he is definitely something. Um, and currently we are 18 weeks pregnant with our next one. Woo! Uh, yeah. So We need more little Lucas running around. At so, least a hundred more. Um, okay, we're gonna go with two um, and stop there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. Uh, gosh, I've been back for two years, two years and a few months um, from living in Guatemala, where I met my husband, worked a lot, did some crazy fun things, had amazing ventures, and learned a lot along the way. And came back to uh, help out with family and just be close, and so thankful to be back at Calvary and just. Back with my people. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I want to say that if someone were to ask me who one of my favorite people in the world is, I would say Gloria, 100%. Oh. So I just wanted to say that first because I love her so much. And she's been a part of my life forever since I was probably in my um, diapers, yeah. running around. Running around doing girls group. Yeah, with no clothes yeah, on, no probably. Clothes on, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so the reason why we wanted to pick you for this specific topic that we're going to introduce in a second is mm -hmm. because we feel like your perspective of living in a different country, which you've kind of talked about a little bit, but also not only just a different country, but a third world country. And just to see um, the juxtaposition of the two cultures and just to talk about that a little bit. That's why we think your perspective is so important when it comes to culture and the climate we're living in right now, because you have such a different one than most of us have. Definitely. Um, so the topic this week, uh, let's recap last week, we talked about are there consequences for our sin? And Robert Hatton was our special guest, and I feel like he laid a super great uh, groundwork for how to answer that question, and we had a really good discussion about it. Um, going into this week, we are on hot topic number two, which is should, as Christians, we engage or disengage in politics? Mm -hmm. mm. Bum, bum, bum. Bum. So what do you guys think? Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> To our guests first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, honestly... I feel like politics, I mean, growing up, we were always told you don't talk about money or politics in public. So I feel like that's kind of how I was raised. Um, but for me, I, I feel like if I'm passionate about something and something really stirs a passion within me, 
um, injustice or like legit injustice or something um, to that extent like I feel like as a Christian like I'm allowed to have a voice in that and like um, but I'm also called to hear both sides and mm-hmm. not um, like you know not necessarily cut somebody down because they don't believe what I do because the way they were raised is completely different than me so being able to take off my like I'm right you're wrong and put on some glasses of hey like we can s- disagree on this and still be friends at the end like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that because you say we should and I say we shouldn't doesn't mean that we should you know not be friends at the end of it like yeah it has nothing to do with it yeah yeah gosh I love that I heard recently that I can't remember the exact quote but it was something like when you strip everything away from people, all they have left to talk about is politics. Yeah, I and think I you said like, that last week. Yeah, I feel like that's what's happened yeah. to our culture right now. Is like obviously things of our normal everyday things have been stripped away from us, and so now all we have left is Twitter and Facebook and you know politics. And right. so I feel like this topic right now is so pertinent for what's going on, especially since in a couple of days something big is happening. <laughs> Ooh, what um, is it? <laughs> figure it out. Um, but for me personally, like when it comes to this conversation, I've been personally convicted about this because I don't know when things shut down, whenever that was in March, and like all these politically charged conversation started I honestly was like I mean I know about politics but I wasn't really into them like at all I didn't really care to be honest I cared but I didn't care enough to look into things myself and really research them and figure out where I stood this idea of I don't know I just had this all of a sudden thought that like you know we live in a very secular world Mm -hmm. a very godless culture and I just thought what if it is due in part to a lot of Christians stepping back and just letting things happen. And I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying I just, I felt personally convicted of the times in my life when I stood back and didn't say anything or maybe stood up um, for for Jesus and for Christ in certain situations. And I just went on this journey over the summer and I'm still in it. And sometimes I get too into it, (laughs) but just this journey of like figuring out where I stand on things and really researching and really Figuring out things on my own and not piggybacking, that's a word, Mm -hmm. off of other people's political beliefs or beliefs in general and just really creating a personal stance for myself. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we've kind of had a lot of conversations about, which kind of led us to doing this this like specific topic in general is just we've both kind of been in that well we I mean I like knew my dad talks about politics pretty frequently and I just kind of thought you know instead of piggybacking off of what he says all the time um what do I think like what like who am I going to vote for based off what my morals are what my values are and am I supporting the party that supports what I support basically Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that makes any sense but we were having this very you know interesting conversation about as Christians like should we just sit back and kind of just kind of let the world just do what it does? Or should we like kind of speak up and say, you know, well, here's what the Bible says about A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, or responding to, you know, certain situations, I guess, which can be very difficult in this culture, as we all know, because everyone is very opinionated and everyone yeah. is very loud. Yeah. And so. I think that's one, like, I think to engage or disengage, I think there's a time and a place for it. I mean, I think if you look at, I mean, even taking it to scripture, like, there were times where Jesus would engage, but there were times where he wouldn't. And I feel like in this day and time, especially being, like, secluded, kind of, like, people use media, social media as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if I'm struggling with something that, like, you know, one of my friends or someone that I'm in their circle 
is saying on social media, like instead of me firing off at them, I'm going to like call and be like, Hey, like, let's go grab coffee. Let's, let's mm-hmm. go get, you know, a donut, like, Ooh. and like sit down and talk about Great it. Great conversations <laughs> happen over food. You're let's right. be yeah, honest. Absolutely. You donuts. can't talk without food. I mean, it's impossible. Like, <laughs> no, no, exactly. I mean, most wonderful things happen around the feast. That's right. Um, you know, so like I think about that and I think about how sometimes social media allows us to um, depersonalize people or like make them yeah. not a person anymore. You're like a behind a screen exactly. now. And so I feel like as a Christian, like my job is to engage with people and be with people and do mm-hmm. life with people and gain that spot in their life so I can have a say-so because um, mm. I've earned that spot in their life. Like I... I mean, and sometimes you do, and sometimes, you know, you, you can start that conversation with anybody, but like, you know, if Kate and I are like having this conversation on social media, she then becomes, you know, a profile, not mm-hmm. someone that I've known since she was, you know, a girl running around in diapers. Like if I'm face to face with her, I can see her reaction. I can see her tone of voice. I can really feel and empathize her point of view in it. And then we can hash out what we think. Right. The Bible says about it, you know. Mm. So I feel like we have to, if we're going to engage, we need to be person to person. Mm. Like, not texting, not typing. We really need to get back to, let me, like, let's go grab coffee. Let's do life. Let's go sit seven. on, you know, let's sit on a park bench. Like, let's go do something to where we're people. And, like, we're, you know, we're justified it's real. in our Yeah. And go it could ahead. open a door for, a, like, a huge, you know, a new friendship or a yeah. new, like, I mean, somebody who's opposite of you and believes opposite of you, but you can find common ground, mm-hmm. you know, definitely it widens your perspective. It grows your, you know, it grows your faith, like really living out, you know, what you believe helps you grow. Yeah. And people will see that. We had a couple things that we kind of wanted to just discuss. Like these are a, little, a couple things that we decided might be a good you know, a way to approach the political situation mm-hmm. as Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you kind of brought up the first one earlier, just putting myself aside, like humbling myself. Mm-hmm. The Lord tells us to humble ourselves before the Lord and he will honor us. And multiple, there are multiple times in the Bible, um, one where King Nebuchadnezzar was saying, well, look what I did. I built this. I did this. And Daniel kept saying like, no, no, no. Like the Lord has put you in this place yeah. of power. And, and he was like, no, I'm the one that did this walking around this rooftop. And the Lord was like, well, actually, you're about to go into the wilderness and eat of the grass and grow hair as long as an eagle's feather. She's and have... just spouting this off with no bison. <laughs> <laughs> you know, impressive. <laughs> no. And it came true because the Lord humbled him. He wasn't humbling himself before the Lord. And so the Lord humbled him. And I think that's not just a story that we read. That is what we need to do as Christians. I feel like when... <clears throat> These kind of conversations that are going on right now in our culture, they're so complex and convoluted. It's not such a linear process. I find myself being like, why did they think like that? If they would just use their brain. And like, that's not the way to think. It's not that simple. I mean, that's, I think with anything, I mean, you look at any situation going on in the world and if you can take, you know, I mean, for so long, it was so easy for me to take off my first world glasses and put on my third world glasses and live in it and be in it every single day and then coming back to the united states how quickly you can put back on your first world glasses and like really put yourself like in a bubble to where you're right all the time you don't need anything you don't you know and 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 i find myself in 
in this type of, you know, situation going, but like, what would I do? You know, how would I feel? How would I react if I were in Guatemala right now? Like being told that I can't come out of my house, being told that you will wear a mask or, or you'll pay a $30,000 fine whenever you live meal to meal. I mean, how, how do you do that in a country that, you know, literally shut down for 120 days or more? I can't remember the exact number, but a country that doesn't live paycheck to paycheck, you know, a country that doesn't live um, day, you know, week, two weeks to two weeks. And, you know, <clears throat> if something happens, we have a government that'll bail me out. You know, these people are living day to day or meal to meal and to shut that down for 120 like that's death that's not inconvenience mm. and so I, I think you know at this point in time I'm like okay you're inconvenienced but you're you're okay what would be your advice for someone because <clears throat> you you've obviously had a personal experience with being in a in a third world country how can we try to adopt, obviously we're very privileged and we have a lot of stuff here in the state. What would be your best advice for people to take on that perspective every day? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I think it goes back to, um, I mean, really like straight up biblical. Like you see, I mean, what did, what did Jesus do with his 12 best friends when he needed perspective, you know, whenever they needed perspective, they got away together. They communed together, they ate together, they hung out, they talked, they prayed. You know, I, I learned very quickly in Guatemala that Sundays at two o'clock were a time for family. Like if we were not at my mother-in-law's house at two o'clock, we were in trouble, <laughs> you know? And that's because everybody was at the house and everybody was together and family was the most important thing. And so whether it be your immediate family or the family that you've created for yourselves, I think just being grounded in that, like mm. really being in the moment of family and being together and not so concerned about what is going on outside, like family and community and like really getting back to the root of what it, what it all was intended to be. For me, that is it, like really being in moments mm -hmm. and pushing away other things, even if it means I'm late, even if it means I don't show up to something. Um, being in the moment where God's placed me at the time that I'm supposed to be there. I mean, I think that allows me to get out of my head space and really get back to my heart space. I love that. And I think that that's so, I went and got this book to look up a quote because it's so just, I love how you talked about how family is so important and just being together is so important. And it's so just strange, just within the culture that we live in, everything is just so polarized and so opposite. And I mean, we even brought up politics one night when we had some friends over and one of our friends was like, how about let's not talk about that because you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. We might as well not even discuss it. And it was like, uh, everyone is so just, I mean, even not, I mean, not even politics, just so many things are polarizing mm -hmm. our groups right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, we like read this book and that was, it was our first podcast series called letters to the church. And something that stood out to me was just how unity, how, how do you reach the lost? Mm -hmm. Like by sharing the gospel it is unifying together. And it says right here, we've come up with countless strategies to reach the lost when God promises that unity is the method that will work. Mm 
Mm. And I think that's so important. We have just lost the art of being together with our Mm -hmm. family, being together with our friends. As Christians, as the church. Yeah. 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 Especially. I mean, if you think about like Old Testament, it was all about rules and regulations and being good enough. And I mean, impossible. Standards that were impossible. And, And Jesus came to break that, to tear that veil apart, to allow us like direct communication with him. And, and that our only two things were to love God and to love others. Mm-hmm. And, and if I love you, like, I'm going to earn that spot in your life. And so whenever, whenever I do need to sharpen you or, or, you know, whenever those moments arise for me to put input in your life, it's because I've, I've earned it. Yeah. I've put in the work. I've put in the time. I've, you know, it, so often I feel like we want to comment on somebody's life without putting in the time it's so much easier to to can you know to be like oh man did you see what caitlin did i mean why would she post that why would she do you know it's so easy yeah (laughs) me too about myself i picked on her the last time i ran around her diapers (laughs) Uh, no like it's so much easier to just make the comment without putting in the time in politics and everything it comes down to a part where we have decided that we don't have to put in the time it doesn't, you know, like it's not our responsibility anymore. But I mean, really, like if I'm going to really love others, I'm going to have to put in the time mm-hmm. and, it's a, and it's on me. The next point that we kind of want to talk about is being passionate, but not belligerent, being able to put in the time enough to really, truly know why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. And that goes into faith, obviously, but that also goes into what's going on right now in our world. And I don't know, I've just been convicted about, I've been convicted, people. <laughs> she comes in my house every day and she's like, hang on, I've had an epiphany. <laughs> um, all the time, because you know why? Because I'm putting in the time exactly. to research and yes. and figure things out for myself. And I've just been growing so much because of that. It has made me able to be more present with other people mm-hmm. and be able to meet people where they are. Because I know that if they come to me with a question about something that I believe, I have an answer. And I have, yeah. um, and I'm confident in, in what Jesus has spoken to me about that certain topic. And I don't know, I just kept thinking while you were talking also about how, you know, you hear the phrase, if you're a Christian... When someone looks at you and doesn't see anything different, then something's wrong. Yeah, There's like when people look at you and you're a Christian, something should be different. Yeah. And if we want to be countercultural right now, we want to be how Christians should respond to politics, we need to be unified. and we, mm-hmm. But unified also with passion. Pa- passionate and, and not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. If I'm not passionate about it, if I'm not like... If I don't really believe it, then why would you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and why would you ever go there with me? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, when you, when you say that, like, oh my gosh, this has been like, you all talk about like conviction. My biggest thing for the last like two and a half, well, two years and a couple months has been like every day, every second of every day I needed Jesus in Guatemala. I needed him. Like there was no, mm. there was no doing what we did without him. And then I get back here. I don't need to buy it. We talked about this. We did. I mean, and it is like the biggest. And I feel like it's that's the thing. Like you walk into another country. I mean, you walk in the street and you see like someone who has nothing but has everything because they love Jesus. Mm. Because they really, honestly believe and know. Because they've taken the time. 
and he's the only thing that they need. Preach. And, and here, like, the only, what I mean, what I need to get a better job because I need to make more money because I need to pay more bills because mm-hmm. I need to do this because, you know, if I can't get my son into this school, if I can't get into this, if I can't do there, where, where does Jesus fit into it? Mm-hmm. Like, where does Jesus fit into my political stance on, on things? And do I have to be totally all on one party or the other? Or can I, you know, can I be like, this is just what I believe in. And maybe like the candidate that is running doesn't stand for everything, but my, my soul is okay. You know, like I'm okay with him or her or whatever it may be. And this is why we brought you on too, because (laughs) you have such a different perspective and it's not that, I mean, for everyone listening, it's not that Gloria just went to Guatemala and was there for a while and came back and, you know, isn't there anymore. Like, she married William, whose family still lives yeah. in Guatemala. She is tied it's to people in Guatemala. To and, Guatemala. Yes, and yeah. you communicate with your family in Guatemala. And yeah, it's, I mean, my heart, my home will always be, will always be there. And, you know, my heart hurts and breaks for what's happening in the country now. Like, just for the the minister of economics to say i would much rather hear of people dying from covid than starvation when you when it becomes that it becomes real like a country that doesn't have government help that doesn't have safeguards that doesn't have clark county community service that doesn't have the beacon of hope that doesn't have all of these Safe resources, resources yeah. to just be there and help. I mean, people were dying. The rate of, of starvation and poverty tripled within days of shutdown. You know, and, and these, are my, these are friends. These aren't just statistics. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people I love. These yeah. are people that, you know, that taught me so much about really loving people. You know, not just putting on a show, not just for the cameras, not just for pictures, but for really just teaching me how to love people no matter what and no matter where. And so that's where, you know, people ask me, you know, what do you miss most? I'm like, I needed Jesus. Yeah. And here I, I struggle like mm-hmm. to need him. It hurts me sometimes that here I don't even make time. Yeah. We're either dependent on him or we're dependent on us. And yeah, we are we're nowhere. Yeah. We, are, we are nowhere near ready for that kind of need. <laughs> no way. <laughs> we are, we are um, so I think it would be good to go around and say our final thoughts. Okay. So this is, this is, I feel like this is how I live or try to live my life is love God and love others. And if I really, truly am loving others, not just by words, but by my actions, by the way I look at them, by the way I think about them, by the things that I post about things, like by, by everything. If I can do that, then there's no room for, for disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's just no room for it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that has been, if I can just do those two things, if I can really just love God and love others, I can I can do this no matter what's going on. I can mm-hmm. I can do it. That's good. Yeah. This is re- y'all. This has really been affecting me. The past couple months, I've just been really into this concept of 
is not taking a stand in our world right now against the Bible, against Jesus, mm. or is taking a stand against the Bible, against Jesus, should we just sit back and trust God? It's back and forth, and every day I feel a different way. One day I'm like, oh, I need to stand up and fight for what's right. And the next day I'm like, but God's in control, so I'm just going to sit back. And I just mm-hmm. go back and forth, and, you know, we've what you've said, like, this whole time has been foreshadowing to it, but I just had this thought one day of how, you know, we always have social media and all this stuff, and we're, we live in a very globalized culture, so we see everything that's happening, and so we take on the burdens of the world. I take on all this stuff that's going on, and it's on my back, like, as a Christian especially, because we're called to be empathetic, mm-hmm. and we're called to love people, and we're called to love others, and so like, all of this, all these burdens of the world are just on my back. I have to do something. Like, I have to stand up in some way, and I just felt so paralyzed because I felt like I couldn't do anything. Like, I can't go and do, make big changes, I thought, because I'm just some little old girl from Kentucky, you know what I mean? Like, I just was very, um, I felt very paralyzed as a Christian as to what to do in this culture, and then I just thought, that I could wake up every day and be the gospel to the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's what I can do. Like if I want to see change, if I want to stand up for what's right, if I really want to make a difference in this world and I have to disassociate myself from the burdens of this world because I was not created to carry them. Jesus did that on the cross. I can't do it. And so my call is to just go to work, go home, go wherever I go every day and be Jesus to the person in front of me. And that's all I can do. And I have to do that to the best that I can. And to me, when I started thinking about that, it really alleviated all the stress of just like this culture can be so burdensome. And so it makes you feel like you're collapsing. Sorry, that was my email. (laughs) And and I was like collapsing under the weight of it all. And I kind of feel like the devil is using that on purpose to make make Christians, demobilize Christians and make them feel helpless. Like I felt helpless as a Christian. Like I can't make any change. And that's like where the devil wants you as a Christian, right? I can't make a difference, you know? And I, that's where I felt like I was. And then one day I just came to this realization after doing all this research and all this prayer and all this stuff. I was like, you know what I need to do? Just be the gospel to the person right in front of me. And try to inspire the person right in front of me every day. And that's all I'm called to do. And that really um, helped me mm-hmm. trying to navigate through this very toxic culture. Um, that's what helped me. Yeah. I love that. Um, I feel like I have a couple takeaways. Hope you guys don't care. Um, my it was just one takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) Too much has happened tonight for me to have just one. Um, my first takeaway is uh, where in my life right now do I need Jesus, and am I seeking Him out in that? Because, like we kind of talked about, like I have a roof over my head, I have a bed to sleep in, I have, you know barely working internet. It's not the best. (laughs) I have food in my fridge. I have all of these things. Like, where do I need Jesus right now? You know? Mm. And I just, I'm so glad that you brought that up that, you know, in Guatemala, you needed Jesus every day. Yeah. And, and people, there are people who need Jesus to survive. And I feel like those are honestly are the people who have, you know, the strongest relationship and the most peace and joy. And, and kind of like you said, like the people who have nothing have everything oh, yeah. because they have Jesus. Totally. And I just, I just really just, you know, had a, that profound thought, like where in my life mm-hmm. do I need him? And I think that all of our people listening need to ask themselves that, like where in my life right now do I need Jesus? Mm-hmm. Making time. Oh, I have to make time for him today. Like that's not enough. Like your life is Jesus, yeah. you know? Um, my second takeaway is that I was trying to find the verse, but I can't. I think it's the, is it in Romans? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Um, just that we are in the world as Christians, but we are not of the world. And so answering question, answering the question, should we engage or disengage in political conversations? I don't think it's like, I don't think there's a direct answer. Mm-hmm. It's just like an either or like, um, you need to be humble one. If you're having a conversation with someone, cause these are hard conversations and people, I mean, are, you know, if it's your opinion and you stake your life on it, you're going to be sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just yeah. belligerently going at them with your opinions, then you're not sensitive to their... And Jesus never did that. Yeah. Well, Peter, I mean, dude, Peter was the most, like, fly off the handle mm-hmm. in both ways. Like, fly off the handle because he was so passionate. He wanted to walk on water. He wanted to be with Jesus. He mm-hmm. would, you know, until he took his eyes. But he was also, like, defending, you know, like, to the point where he cuts a, you know, soldier's ear off. Jesus doesn't, you know, yell at him and, like, yeah. tell him he's the worst human being ever and how dare you and why would you do that? And no, he picks the ear up, puts it back on, you know, like. Yeah. It, it, it is, like, there's no writer. Wrong. Yeah. There's no yeah. yes or no. It is, like, where does, I mean, what is Jesus calling me? Like, really, like, what do I feel in my heart of hearts that Jesus is calling me to stand on? And, and where do I stand on that? Yeah. And how I deliver it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deliver. Is Sometimes my dad said, yeah, the delivery of how we, of how we deal with that, I feel like is, is where the right and the wrong comes in. Not us defending or or not defending or, or, oh my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? No, like it's how I do it. Do I do it from a place of my perspective, Mm -hmm. my opinion? I'm right. My way is the highway. Or do I do it from a perspective of, I love you and I want to have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. and I want to be a part of this and I want to be in this moment. I want to be here with you. Mm-hmm. And I really honestly want to take off my selfish glasses and look at it from your side. And let's find Preach. something in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Not staying or, on two opposite ends of the room yeah, because we and, hate like, each other because and we hate each other because yeah. of it. No, like I love you more because we can sit and have this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that, is it bad to be knowledgeable on politics? No, no, it's not. And I think it's important. Like I read an article today about a guy. He said, you know, it was a, it was actually a friend of mine sent it. He goes to a church in Paris and, um, his pastor like preached on this article and it said, um, am I going to be, am I going to cast a vote in the election? Yes. Am I going to be informed about politics? Yes, because I do live in this world mm-hmm. and I am raising a family in this world and I have I pastor a church in this world and so I am going to be knowledgeable about things going on in this world. And he was like, and we are citizens of the United States of America, but we have to remember that we are citizens of in heaven. Oh. That is where our citizenship rests. And you can't, it's not like a, I only rest in heaven. I only rest on earth. It's like, we have to remember the both. Like we are citizens of this world. And so we have, you know, duties in this world and we learn things in this world, but we are also citizens in heaven. And so we do have to remember that regardless of if Donald Trump wins or Joe Biden wins or whatever, like God is in control of all of it. Mm-hmm. And people might think that's a cop-out answer. Well, whatever, because it's true. Yeah. And God is the one that reigns over this nation and, He will humble who he needs to humble and he will raise who he needs to raise. And as Christians, we need to trust that. But we do, we don't need to sit like idly, I don't think, and just not do anything. Mm -hmm. I think working for information and figuring things out for yourself and 
taking forward steps are very important. Mm -hmm. And there's not anything that is currently going on in 2020 that we, that, that is not somewhere in the book that is not dealt with or talked about. I mean, to think that we are going through this and nobody has ever done oh this in gosh. the history of the world. We're crazy. We're naive to think that. And naive. God isn't surprised. Well, God is not surprised I mean, by like, all of this. Senses. Come on, y'all. Like, where were Mary and Joseph going to yeah. be counted? Like, I mean, like, these things are, they're not new. Like, they were about, you know, in scripture, you know, give Caesar what Caesar's. I mean, even Jesus walked on this world in the rules of what was going on mm-hmm. when he needed to stand up he stood up mm-hmm. when he needed to sit and listen at the whale wait whale gosh <laughs> lord not the thing that's in the ocean but the <laughs> thing that you draw water out of he sat and listened to the samaritan woman you know like he knew how to act because he was a part of the father mm. yes we know what to do when we are a part of the father mm-hmm. that's good if we're taking the time to be with the Father and to and to need Him mm-hmm. and to want Him to be part of it. My mom said um, Jesus walked by those tables at the wait. Where did, where does He flip the tables? In the temple. The temple. Yeah. Mom was like He walked by those all the time, and just that one day He flipped them. Mm-hmm. But He walked by them all the time. Yeah. Yep. That one day you just got. Sometimes you got to flip them tables over. Yeah. One day. That's the <laughs> moral of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> one day flip those tables. <laughs> It's just that it's not, it's not, you know, yes or no, right or wrong. Yeah. It's should we or shouldn't we? It's just what you need to be connected to the Father. Mm-hmm. What is He telling you to do? Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, next week, we are going to have another spicy topic, of course. As always. But um, we've had so much fun today. Um, thank you for joining us for Sundays, Sundays at, at seven. 7. Bye, guys. Bye.